This podcast is proudly sponsored by MNP. With a full suite of consulting and business improvement services tailored for auto dealerships, will help shift your business into a higher gear. Talk to an advisor today or visit mnp.ca for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the December 17th, 2021 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. The province of Ontario has been making financial auto announcements at breakneck pace this year, and my guest today will talk about all of those, well, at least most of them. He'll also discuss the chase for electric vehicle battery assembly, and of course, we'll discuss that controversial U.S. tax proposal that would see buyers in that country receive a $12,500 U.S. rebate on American-made EVs. All that and more when I speak with Ontario Minister of Economic Development, Mr. Vic Fideli, on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. And I should note, this interview was recorded earlier in December. Minister, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Thanks, Greg. A pleasure to be here. It's great to have you. Uh, let's start here. On December 2nd, the province officially launched the $56 million Ontario Vehicle Innovation Network to help researchers and support small and medium-sized uh, suppliers in the auto industry. What is the goal of this program, which was first announced in your budget? Well, uh, recently, we, uh, the Premier and I launched Driving Prosperity uh, Phase 2, which is a continuation of our whole uh, auto sector plan. This particular piece uh, is meant to marry the might of Ontario being the number two automaker in all of North America, marrying that with the strength of us here in Ontario being the number two tech cluster in all of North America. So it's bridging technology and manufacturing to support the growth of Ontario's auto sector. How important is that to jump on board the tech train, if you will? Because we know Silicon Valley is sort of the epicenter of everything, but automotive, you know, vehicles are essentially rolling computers this day and age. How important is it to get into that segment and really gain a foothold here in Ontario? This is incredibly important. So we did the launch today at General Motors Canadian Technical Center in Markham. We did it there for a reason. In that building, they designed GM's new electric vehicle, their delivery vehicle, the Bright Drop. So it was designed here in Markham, and it will be built here in Ontario at their CAMI plant in Ingersoll. So that, that this is the perfect example of marrying tech and manufacturing in the auto sector. I have to ask this question. If Ontario is investing in tech, in automotive technology, does it mean Ontario stops investing in auto manufacturing and auto assembly? No. In fact, you, you've seen the companies in the last uh, year announce six billion dollars of new investments we as a province of ontario announced our investment of 295 million dollars into ford they were first out of the gate we continue to look at uh, how we will support uh, the other uh, companies with incentives because we understand it is a global uh, race for these companies so ontario will continue that we are also uh, prepared to invest 
in a battery manufacturing facility or two or three, as it may turn out to be. Uh, but we're in that race for battery manufacturing. We'll be there. We did invest in a company uh, in Cobalt, Ontario, to show our signal that we're interested in tying the north and the critical minerals in. Uh, we've launched OVEN today, the Ontario Vehicle uh, Innovation Network, and that's for the tech sector. We launched OAMP, our Ontario uh, manufacturing side of it, for the parts producers. Um, so we've got 700 parts producers and 450 tool and die makers. We're, we are lined up uh, in a fully integrated supply chain from raw material through batteries, through parts, through tools and dies and molds, through parts, right to the OEMs. We're, we're all in uh, through our driving prosperity plan. I'm glad you brought up the um, the Ford investment and, and the other two, because in 2020, Unifor and the Detroit 3 automakers, all of which assemble vehicles here in Ontario, agreed to those new collective bargaining, agree, uh, bargaining agreements. And all of those agreements promised investment in Ontario at various plants. But we've only really seen the Ford um, investment get assistance from the governments. Where are we at in terms of Ontario financially assisting Stellantis in Windsor and Brampton? and also uh, financially assisting GM in its Oshawa plant or Cami plant, as the case may be. Where are we at in government investment in those two other automakers? Still negotiating uh, to make sure that, uh, A, we get a good deal for the taxpayers, and B, that the, these commitments uh, uh, are uh, all, all uh, uh, available today, and they all are. So, look, at General Motors went ahead built the new facility in Oshawa, brought 1,800 people back, uh, opened the plant in record time. Uh, the GM confirmed to be again this morning that it was record time uh, for any plant ever to be opened in General Motors history. So, you know, all of these things are unfolding properly. You know, there's lots of paperwork to do and lots of uh, uh, fine-tuning to do, but we're there. They know that, that we're there solidly with, uh, with them and we'll be there for the people of Ontario. These are jobs that we want to uh, assist in creating and jobs that we want to secure here and uh, we'll be there all the way i have to ask this because i'm curious we hear this all the time that governments make investments but don't really get any guarantees is the province of ontario looking for certain uh job numbers guarantees or any sort of uh term of length in in these um, factories, they will operate for X amount of years or anything like that. What is it that the province is looking for that makes it a yep. good deal? So without getting specific about these particular deals, I will generalize. Uh, so I've been the minister of this uh, uh, department for several years now. Every single uh, investment that we make, and I do call them investments because they all have an ROI. They all have a return on investment that's, you know, seven years, nine years. So for all the money that we've invested, uh, after a certain point in time, that all becomes net new to, to the treasury of Ontario. So that's an important factor. We have a, we've developed a framework that we put in place that all companies have to go through this matrix so that we see how many jobs – there have to be guarantees on those jobs or the money gets rolled back. There has to be timelines or the money gets rolled back. So all of these are in our contracts. Uh, and that, and that's kind of new for Ontario, believe it or not. 
Well, it is the question that always comes up from critics is that the yep. governments have given away money to automakers who, quote unquote, can afford it. Um, and then there isn't any guarantee that those automakers stick around for longer than, say, the term of the contract or the term yep. of or the cycle of a vehicle. So in this case, you're saying, generally speaking, Ontario would like to see some firmer commitments on job numbers and length of stay in those cities? I would say that generally speaking, in, in the investments we make in advanced manufacturing, life sciences, and tech, uh, uh, that we protect our intellectual property that's created in Ontario, that we have job guarantees, job number guarantees, that we have length of time guarantees. But And more, most importantly, we have put in the matrix to show our Treasury Board and the taxpayers what the return on investment is going to be. So we know what date you're going to, that that money basically starts coming back in the, uh, to the positive from tax revenue, whether it's employee health tax, employee taxes, payroll taxes, corporate taxes. We know the date that we're going to start getting a return on these. So that's why we do call them investments rather than, uh, uh, you know, a grant or, or, or anything like that. The, 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 that it is proper to characterize it now truly in Ontario as an investment. I asked this next question because by April, Stellantis assembly plant in Windsor, Ontario will be down to just one shift and that affects thousands of jobs, numerous supply companies. But on October 18th, Premier Doug Ford said the province and federal governments will be making quote, a huge investment end quote in that plant. It's been more than two months since uh, Premier Ford said that. What was he talking about and why haven't we heard anything yet? Yeah, we're still negotiating. The, those are all of the the various things that you asked about, the job numbers and the times and the ROI. We're still negotiating. We're still, contracts are still you know, going back and forth. The Premier's promised that and, and we will deliver on that promise. But these things just take time. And what we have said to Stellantis uh, is we would really like you to start the process of the electric electrification earlier while you're still producing so that we can sort of have one line up when the other line is uh, is down and so we continue to push hard for these things um and you know, we'll 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 continue down that path um i want to stick with stellantis for one more question my sources are telling me that stellantis in Brampton will be without a product to assemble in 2024. So those three sedans or, or muscle cars that are there now will be gone. They, that production will be moved to Illinois. Um, contract talks start for Unifor in 2023. So I'm wondering what the provincial government is doing now to ensure the viability and the duration of that factory after uh, 2023's contract expires, after that contract expires in 2023, excuse me. The former chair of then Fiat Chrysler, now Stellantis, and I'm talking about Sergio Marchionne, he told former Premier Wynn, you have made Ontario the most expensive jurisdiction in North America in which to do business. I'm paraphrasing there. There was an actual uh, actual sentence that, that, that he had given out on the stage. And, and, and he was not wrong. And so what we've done and in, in meeting with Premier Ford, myself, meeting with every single automaker in Ontario, heading to the States. We've met with Toyota down in Texas, and we met with Ford in Washington, and we've toured the plants in Ontario. We've toured the engine plants. We've toured all of their um, uh, parts makers. We've toured as many of their parts makers as we can. We heard loud and clear that costs were too high in Ontario. The first thing we did was reduce 
WSIB, the Workplace Safety Insurance, premiums by $2.4 billion. That's 50%. And that got the attention of the automakers. They said to us, you, you, you heard us. Because that's a big number in the auto sector. Out of that $2.4 billion, a big portion of it is theirs. Then we put in what's called an accelerated capital cost allowance. Saves the uh, saves companies in Ontario about a billion dollars a year. And then I, I won't go through all each and every item. But we do come to this year where we lowered the cost of industrial and commercial energy by 14 and 16%. And then we lowered their local property taxes, the provincial share, by $450 million. You add it all together, and it's a savings of $7 billion each and every year for companies in Ontario, and, and especially the automakers. So when you ask, what does the government doing? We are making the conditions in Ontario that allowed Ford and Stellantis and General Motors to make all those announcements. Uh, they could not have done it without a lower cost of doing business in Ontario. And so that's our case when we talk about Brampton. Our side of it is making sure that the costs to do business here, when you make a business case and have to present it to uh, the parent company in the U.S., that uh, the eyebrows get properly raised now and saying, yeah, you guys have really done it in Ontario. $7 billion a year, every single year, that is real money off their bottom line. And so uh, that, that's how the province has chosen to get involved uh, in the turnaround here. That was driving prosperity. The first version was to lower the cost of doing business. Now we have driving prosperity 2.0, which is our plan to show these companies. We, wanna, we want you to make your vehicles here. We've lowered your cost. We want batteries to be here so they're right at your doorstep. They'll be made from minerals from our own northern Ontario. Your parts guys are all lined up here. Your tool and die makers are all lined up here. So we're making a solid case for all of the uh, OEMs, including in Brampton. Is there a certain percentage of investment the province will make? So let's say an automaker says it's going to cost me $2 billion to retool that factory. Is there a threshold that Ontario has set in terms of what it's willing to kick in for assistance? So is that 25%? Is it 30%? Is it 10%? Is there a threshold on the money? (laughs) <laughs> that's all part of our negotiation with each. So do the math on the Ford one to give you a pretty good idea of both both the feds and the province. We're each in for $295 million. That'll give you a pretty good benchmark, I would say, to judge our other investments. Okay. We won't veer far off uh, up or down from you know, from a, a reasonably standardized number. As long as the, the as long as it, it's a percentage of the Ontario spend, that's the big factor. That money needs to be spent here in Ontario. You're, we're, we're not going to help you buy a piece of equipment that's made you know, elsewhere and, and install it here in Ontario and expect the full value. This is your Ontario spend. This podcast is proudly sponsored by MNP, Canada's leading accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. We know what challenges auto dealerships are going through. For more than 20 years, our fully integrated automotive group has been helping dealerships tackle problems and seize opportunities. We advise hundreds of dealership owners across Canada with a full suite of services to cover exactly what your situation calls for. 
from tax efficiency to cybersecurity, from process improvements to succession planning, no business challenge is beyond our scope. We're here to help you look under the hood of your operations so you can pursue your passion with profitability and peace of mind. With over 100 offices coast to coast, our trusted advisors are never more than a stone's throw away. Stop by your local MMP office today or visit mnp.ca and shift your business into a higher gear. I want to move on to batteries. The The premier has said he wants a battery factory or two or three, and you mentioned it <laughs> yep. early in this interview. Where are we at in the pursuit of a or multiple battery factories in Ontario? Well, we've got, you know, about a dozen kicking our tires. Uh, a good chunk of them are serious. I would say uh, we have some very hot, uh, uh, super hot leads and some hot ones as well. We are negotiating with, uh, uh, you know, one or more battery manufacturers at this moment. So, you know, I, you know, I, I never, I'm a lifelong business guy, Premier Ford, lifelong business guy. We don't overpromise and underdeliver. We'll, we'll be there when we're there, but, you know, we are, we are, we are at the table, certainly. Does Ontario land? EV production or more EV production without a battery plant? And conversely, does it land a battery plant without EV production? How closely tied are the two? If you get one, do you get the other? So sort of yes and no to all of the above. Think <laughs> about the, annou the announcements that were made uh, by Ford, Stellantis, and General Motors in the EV sector about $4 billion of that was uh, EV sector, were made without any battery commitments. So is it better to have the batteries made, you know, next door kind of thing? Of course, we'd love that. So, uh, you know, is it going to be their own? Is it going to be, uh, you know, somebody else's? Uh, do we bring a battery plant here that can make purely for export? Sure, that's possible too. We have, we have you know, Ontario, basically Canada, but specifically here in Ontario, we have trade deals with 50, 50 different uh, uh, trade deals with countries all over the world. You can, you can come here and establish a plant in Ontario and ship to Europe at, uh, with free trade that you might not be able to from the country you're already in. So, yeah, it's, it's completely conceivable that a company would come here, make a battery and export it. company would come here and make a battery, ship to the States company could come here and make a battery for the companies here in Ontario. All, all of the above are, are absolutely possible because we have 50 trade agreements around the world and we've got the rules of origin that talk about how many parts need to be made in North America. We've got a lot, lot going for us, including 94% clean energy. And, and you're going to hear us talk about that because now, you're, you're making a battery in Kentucky. That's with 3% clean energy. People don't want a, uh, just an EV. They want a green car. When you find out that your battery is made from coal, the, the, the energy produced from coal, you know, that's a lot different. So you, you'll hear us talk about that a little bit more as we get more aggressive. But you're also going to hear us talk about green steel a bit more. You know, We made a great announcement in Algoma recently, uh, the electrification of their steel plant as opposed to coal. So you'll hear us talk more about that too. When we talk about EV, we're talking about a green car, not just an electric vehicle. Last 
subject or topic, U.S. President Joe Biden has proposed a $12,500 purchase incentive on electric vehicles built in the United States. It's a plan some would say might decimate Ontario's auto industry. What is your government doing about this proposal in the United States and how do you get them to back down on that? Yeah, we're working very hard on this. Uh, I have met with Ambassador Hillman. I've met with all the OEMs. I've met with all of the parts makers, uh, associations. Um, we have uh, uh, been in uh, communication with Nancy, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office, with Chuck Schumer's office from the Senate. We've also just uh, last week uh, penned a letter under the Premier's signature to Joe Manchin outlining all of the the, the talking points that, that are, are so critical in talking about buy North American and how, uh, how this really should be a North American chain. You know, when you've got parts going back and forth, what, what, do, you call a, what do you call an American-made battery? today you know where do you think the the nickel inside that battery came from it came from canada so so you know, right. you know you're talking about a made in ontario battery well that's more that's more of a sentence as opposed to uh uh reality you know that made in ontario or that made in the usa battery big chunk of the parts are made uh, big chunk of the parts are made in uh uh made in canada made here in ontario Last incentive question. I'm sure you've had this question multiple times since your government uh, took office and took power. Why won't the Ontario government reinstate EV incentives of their own? We feel that our role as a government is to incentivize, to, 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 to help kickstart the entire EV sector. We're going to invest in the jobs side of it. We want people to have a job. When they have a job, they can afford to buy an electric vehicle. So we're funding, we're investing in the OEMs, we're investing in the battery plant, we're investing in the parts makers through OAMP, we're investing, we're investing in uh, the connected and autonomous side of the EV through the program we announced today, OVEN, $56.4 million. We're investing in the mining sector, in the critical mineral strategy. So we've chosen, we've made a conscious decision to get into the EV business on the supply side. We're funding every piece of the supply side so that those cars are made here, so that if you do have an incentive, well, now you can buy an actual made-in-Ontario electric vehicle rather than having an incentive that lets you buy vehicles made all over the world. This is the job side. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Um, you know, Premier Ford had said he doesn't want to give incentives to millionaires to buy electric vehicles, but I would counter um, the average transaction price of any vehicle in Canada right now is up around $45,000. That's just for an average vehicle. So is it really millionaires who would be buying EVs or would it incentivize anyone to buy EVs? So our job, we feel, is to make sure the EVs are built here in Ontario with Ontario parts uh, and so that when you do go to buy uh, an EV, it's actually something that's made here and you're supporting the Ontario jobs. So that's, again... Our conscious decision was to go out and support the supply side, which puts people to work, which gives them the money to make their own choices, to, to spend their money as they, as they wish. But our job is to create that environment uh, of success and to, and to help uh, create the jobs in Ontario. 
that that's where we've chosen to put our hefty, very hefty investments. Minister, I appreciate the time. Great conversation, great insight into how things uh, operate when it comes to investment. Uh, much appreciated. I enjoyed the conversation. We reached Minister Fideli while he was out and about in Barrie, Ontario. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody. Three, two, one. We'll be right back after this short break. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the podcast where I'm speaking with Ontario Minister of Economic Development, Vic Fideli.